Ladies and guys who are having a bad day or a bad week. Andy here, author of the best Tinder guide on the internet. This is the Kill Your Inner Loser show. Let's fucking go. This discussion comes from someone in my group coaching who, or or someone that I've been doing group coaching and one-on-one coaching with. And he basically, last week, he he was having a bad week. He he got halfway through the week. He hadn't done the things that he said he was going to do. He just felt like it was a, a little bit lazy, like he was slipping into some bad habits. And he posted in the group, in the Facebook group, and he said, I feel like I'm kind of going backwards. I feel like I've had a bad week. You know, it's all kind of ruined, blah, 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 blah. What should I do? And so what I wrote to him is, and I also discussed in a one-on-one coaching call with him, I said, just because you've had a bad start to the week doesn't mean that the end of the week can't be good. You can always save it. So if you've had a bad beginning of the story, just because the beginning of the story is bad, that doesn't mean you can't have a good middle and an end. You have the power to rewrite your own story. This is your story. You're not a passive bystander who's just kind of going through life. This is your fucking life. You get to dictate what happens. If you've had a bad start to the story, rewrite the middle. If you've had a bad start and middle to the story, you still get to rewrite the end. And when I said this to him, he said like, holy shit, this was like an epiphany. This was like a mind chain, uh, mind-blowing epiphany for me. I realize I don't have to, it's, I don't have to have a self-fulfilling prophecy where just because the start of my week is bad or the start of my day is bad, it doesn't mean the whole thing has to be like ruined. And people do this. It's very all, we call this all or nothing thinking where- you know, you have a bad experience or you have a bad day or you have a bad week. And then you kind of just start doing this all or nothing thinking when you're like, oh, it's all over. I'm a loser. I can't do anything. It's all ruined. I guess I'm never going to change. I'm never going to get laid. I'm never going to lose weight. I'm never going to be happy. You start like catastrophizing and thinking like too far ahead and going down that kind of rabbit hole. I call it spiraling. And so what I said to him is rewrite the rest of your story, like make it a good end to the week. And he did. He went away. He hit on some girls, he lost a bit of weight, he kept working on his goals, he tried to be happy, and he focused on being happy for the rest of the week, and he came back to me the next week and he said, you know what, this was actually a decent week. Like, I achieved some good shit, and I learned a lot. A lot of the time, you just having these epiphanies, learning how your mind works, becoming more self-aware, that's the real work. Honestly, like, 90% of any of your goals, really, is mental stuff. Like, you're figuring out the mental stuff. Yes, you need to take action. I talk about that all the time. But when you start taking action, the mental hurdles will come up and you have to tackle them. You have to sort of, like, whack them or whack them on the head, handle each one one by one as they come up. And then by the end, you realize, like, holy shit, I've changed mentally. Like, I, I'm a completely different person mentally. And yeah, I've changed some physical stuff. I've gotten laid, whatever it is. But 90% of this stuff is mental. You know, Good Looking Loser talked about that. He said, like, this process will force you, this process will strip you down and force you to confront your big issues. It does. Any goal that you work on, no matter what that is, but especially something like meeting women, getting laid, absolutely that forces you to confront your inner demons, your mental hurdles, all that sort of stuff. And there's a lot of good work to be done there. But let's get back to the point. This also applies if you're having a shit day. I've had so many days, I had one recently, where I'm just not having a good day. For various reasons, I had one like four days ago. I just wasn't having a good day. A few bad things happened in a row, and it sort of felt like, well, fuck this day. This day is a shit day, right? And I'd kind of written off the day, and I was like, this is going to be a bad day. I talked it through with Imogen, 
my girlfriend, and she even said, like, why don't we just have a nice evening? And I was like, yeah, okay. Like, just because the first half of the day or the first three quarters of the day was bad, that doesn't mean I can't have a good evening. And then I can at least save the day. My bodybuilding coach has talked about this to me many, many, many times. He said, even if it's 11 p.m. at night and you're about to go to bed, there's still one more thing you can do. You can always do one more thing. You've had the worst day of your entire life. It's just a miserable fucking day. Go and read five pages of a good book. Go and meditate for five minutes. Listen to your favorite song. Go for a walk around the block before you go to bed. Text one person something that you're grateful for. Just text them and say, I'm grateful for you. Just text your fucking mate and say, bro, I'm grateful that you're my friend. Like, you really fucking, you've been there for me. It's really cool having you as a mate. Thanks, bro. Like, just text that. There's always one more thing you can do to save the day right at the very end and make it a victory. You can have like one little victory right at the end. And then the day will be a success because you didn't lose. You had a victory. You chose to have a victory. You chose to not be defeated and say, well, today's ruined. Today's a bad day. No, fuck that. I'm going to win right at the end. Even that tiny, small victory. Go and fucking wash the dishes or something. You know what I mean? Wash your clothes. Throw your clothes in the in the washing machine and hit start. That's better than nothing. Spend five minutes cleaning the house. Do something to make it a win and to rewrite that story and to rewrite the end of that story. And sometimes... You might feel like, yeah, but the story's already finished. Like it's already about the day's over, the week's over, the story's already done. No, as long as you are alive, that story is continuing. The story doesn't just end at the end of that day or it doesn't end at the end of that week. It's an infinite story until the day you're dead. It's a, a long flowing story that you're constantly adding more to. And so no matter how bad your circumstances have been in the past, no matter how shit that story has been, you get to write the next chapter. There will always be another chapter, again, until the moment you're fucking dead. And most of us are a long way from dead at this point in time. If you're listening to this and you're on your deathbed, there's still something you can do. There's a lot more things you can do. You can make your life a fucking victory by having a victory right at the end. When you're on your deathbed, you're literally about to die. You can have a nice thought and say, I'm really grateful that I at least got to live this life. Congratulations, you've just fucking won. As long as there is a breath in your body, you have a chance to rewrite that story. So please rewrite that story. Even this morning, I was walking around with Imogen this morning, which is what prompted me to finally do this podcast. I've had this idea for a little bit. And she was getting a bit like bummed about some artwork that she's doing. Someone had commissioned her to do an art piece and paid a decent amount of money for it. And, uh, and she put a lot of stress on herself and she's like halfway through doing it and She's doing an acrylic painting. And for those of you who know, you know, I know very little about painting, only what she's told me. But for those of you who have no idea what the fuck that even means, basically with acrylics, you kind of do like a base design, if that makes sense, like a rough draft. You just kind of like put some color here, put some sky there, put that. You do like a very rough draft. And then you go in and you kind of like do some finer details. And then you once that's dried, you go in again and do the tiny little details. So you're building the painting up. Rather than, you know, starting in one corner and making that perfect and then making the next bit perfect, you just kind of do the whole thing, a rough draft, and then you refine it, and then you refine it again, and then you refine it again, just doing smaller and smaller details each part. She's up to the stage where she's just done the, like, the rough work, right? And she's getting frustrated and saying, this painting sucks, this really sucks, this is, the person's not going to be happy with it, what's wrong with me, I'm a bad artist, this is all ruined, I'm stealing someone's money and I'm not going to give them value. And by the way, she's an amazingly fucking talented artist. I will, 
if you care, I'll leave a link in the description below to some of her artwork and you can go check that out. But I think you'll look at it and be like, well, she's really good. Why the fuck she's saying she's a shit artist? She's like really fucking good. What the fuck is, why, why is she being so negative? But she was getting negative and saying, basically the start of the story is bad. So the whole story is bad. That's what she's saying. The start of my artwork, I'm not happy with it, even though it's like literally the rough draft that you then go in and revise. So therefore it sucks. It's like if I sat down to write an article, the way I write articles is I will write a rough draft and then I will revise it. It's like if I did the rough draft and I was like, this fucking sucks. I'm shit. It's like, yeah, no shit. It sucks. It's the draft. It's not supposed to be amazing. You don't hand that to someone and say, hey, it's done. It fucking sucks until you've re revised it like three or four times. And she was doing the same thing here. She's saying the dra this draft, the first like fucking sketch almost is bad. Therefore, I'm a shit artist. I suck, blah, blah, blah. And I said to her, we had this whole discussion and I said, just because the start of your story you're not happy with, you're not happy with how the draft looks, you get to revise this. You can revise this like 20 times until you're happy with it. You get to rewrite this story. And we talked for a little bit and she she felt better. And she said, yeah, you're right. Like, I don't know why I was being so negative. I just got caught up in negative thinking, but I'm allowed to rewrite this story. I'm allowed to make this artwork amazing. Like I have basically infinite retries. I can just keep revising it because you can just paint over. Even if you fuck something up, you can just paint over the top of it. Why am I getting so negative? So guys, you have the chance to rewrite the story. Whether that's a bad day, a bad week, a bad month, a bad year, a bad fucking life. How many of you, I mean, someone left a fucking comment on my YouTube channel this morning saying, I'm in my 30s and I'm still a virgin, so it's too late for me. My life is over. Bro, come on. That's faggot talk. You're being a little fucking pussy faggot bitch. You're literally being a little bitch. Rewrite the story. Rewrite the story. There's breath in your body. There's breath in your lungs. There's air in your fucking lungs. You have a chance to rewrite the story. As long as you are alive and breathing, rewrite the fucking story. So what if you're 30 and a virgin? Congratulations. That's a bad beginning. I'm very fucking good job. You fucked up the first 30 years. Wow. Rewrite the middle and the end of your story. You can now spend the next like, what, three years crushing it with self-improvement. Just fucking going hard. Getting to a point where you have an elite body. And by the way, when I say elite, I mean like better than what I have right now. You can look better than I look right now. You can be more confident than I am. You can work on your self-esteem. You can go and get counseling. You can hit me up for coaching, by the way. You can go out and learn how to be more social. You can make friends, do all that shit. Build yourself up into a badass. Go and talk to women, obviously. Go on Tinder, take some better pictures. Go outside, learn how to talk to women outside. Go talk to women in cafes. Go say hi to women in bars. Whatever you have to do, do all of that. And over the next three years, you can get to a point where you're having threesomes and shit. You can go from a fucking virgin to having threesomes. Again, the shit isn't fucking difficult. You're just choosing not to rewrite the story. How many examples of people who have done this do I need to give to you? I just recorded one a couple of days ago with a guy who's five foot seven, bald, fucking obese. And in four months, he lost like, what, 40 pounds. He's gotten laid four times in the last four weeks. He's only just actually started working on getting laid and he's gotten laid four times in four weeks as a short, bald, fat guy who decided to get his shit together. Ed, I've done podcasts with Ed. I will leave a link in the description below to the fucking interview I did with Ed, who was a virgin at 31, huge problems with erectile dysfunction and performance anxiety, depressed as fuck. 
He went and got counseling, fixed his depression, came and saw me to work on the erectile dysfunction, to work on improving his looks, to work on how to, you know, get women, went to the gym, got personal trainers, spent a ton of money, like fixing that shit, which by the way, you don't have to spend money. But the point that I'm making is he did, he chose to go all in, paid me, paid coaches, paid fucking counselors, paid personal trainers, paid nutritionists, paid a bunch of people, got coaching, fixed his life. He's gotten laid like 13 times at this point, I think. He goes out and he takes photos with fucking models for his Tinder. Like literal models. Amateur models, sure. But models for his Tinder. There was a guy that was 31 and his story is like, I can't get laid, I'm a virgin. Did he choose to say, oh, the story's over? No, he chose to rewrite the story. Fuck this story. I hate this fucking story. I'm going to rewrite it. So any of you who are using excuses, that's just a bad beginning to your story. Or any of you who say, I'm a virgin at 31, it's too late for me. Or I'm in my 50s, it's too late for me. I just got recently divorced, it's all over. Rewrite the fucking story. You have another 30 years. Rewrite the story. What kind of pussy fucking attitude is it to say, oh, the story's bad and I don't have that long. You have 30 fucking years. Even if you're 70, you have 10 years. 10 years, Jesus Christ. How much is 10 years? I can't believe I need to fucking say this to some of you, but... If you think it's too late for you, or it's, uh, I missed out on my 20s, or I'm in my 30s now, I'm in my 50s now, like whatever bullshit excuse, that's a bad start to the story. You get the chance, you always have the opportunity, as long as you are alive, to rewrite the story. Same thing applies to a bad day, even if it's 11.30pm, just do one nice thing and then you've rewritten the story. Start rewriting stories, guys. Stop assuming that it's all over. Stop being so defeatist, because frankly, it's weak as fuck and it's pathetic, and I'll phrase it a nicer way. You're not helping yourself. You're really not helping yourself if you just say it's all over. You're going to use any excuse you can to say the day's ruined, the week's bad, blah, blah, blah. You're going to start looking for excuses. You're going to start looking for reasons to, to write off the day or the week and say, ah, oh, fuck, it's all fucked, whatever. It's a form of laziness. It's a form of not getting your shit together. So rewrite those stories. Go out there. Rewrite some stories and crush your goals, guys.